Get into the first hour of a Tuesday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. You have no, you know, no excuse now. You've been back to work one day. Shake off the three-day weekend. Be ready now to get with it and understand what we're talking about and know that you're going to take what you're going to learn today on the air and you're going to take it to your friends and you're going to explain it to them, all right? Yesterday, I started off the show talking about typically, you know, after Easter services. Uh, you, you, you take whatever family got together and stuff, and you go out and you have dinner, or you go back home and you have dinner and, and celebrate together. Well, we decided to go out and eat yesterday. I didn't feel like cooking. My daughter and my wife didn't feel like cooking. So uh, we went to a Mexican restaurant that we like, and uh, got to it, and it was like nobody was there. <laughs> and, I, and I walked up to the door, and on the door there was a sign talking about rising prices. And uh, they just, you know, they're going to have to go out of business, basically. Wow. So uh, we decided, okay, <laughs> not going to go to me, Rontero. A lot of you know exactly where that's at. So we went around the corner. On the other side, the big red at 89 and, and 5. And uh, we went to Jay's Sports Bar, which is another good place to eat. And they were closed for the same reason. Wow. So I suddenly started talking to people and said, Dave, there's a lot of small businesses, man. They just can't keep it going. I saw yesterday that the uh, wholesale prices uh, for a lot of these small businesses is like up 8%. And they're trying to explain to their customers that that has to be, they can't just absorb that. Right. They will go out of business if they are told, well, I'm not going to come and eat there. You guys are too expensive. Well, they're too expensive because of freaking Biden, all right? You know, he's got the Easter bunny leading them away from people who want to ask him questions. I saw that. That was you horrible. You see that the other day? Okay. So anyways, uh, Savannah Vire is with us. She's with the Republican National Convention. I've asked her to join us today. And, uh, hey, Savannah, this is going on, I found out, all over the place. Really small businesses, these small mom-and-pop restaurants where I like to eat. I get tired of going. I like Cracker Barrel, but I don't <laughs> want to go there every day. Uh, they're going out of business. They're going belly up. I mean, these Biden policies are killing them. Hey, Dave. Yes, that is exactly right. I mean, just this past Sunday, there was a, an expose on CBS's Face the Nation that focused on uh, Georgia, which is where which is where I'm based, talking about an estimated 3,000 restaurants in the state of Georgia alone could close by the end of the year. Wow. Um, due to due to Biden inflation. Um, I mean, these are the restaurants that are these small businesses that are the backbone of communities that are one that are the ones that you know, that sponsor your little leagues and, and that help, you know, make the community, you know, uh, have a gathering place for communities just completely going out of business because of Biden inflation. You know, I never thought about that, but you're right, because 
you walk into a lot of these places and they got pictures of the little league teams, right? Trophies and trophies and stuff sitting up behind the register, right? And you get and you can see them. The, these are the people that are the backbone of the community, the glue that binds it together. Yeah, and and now they're they're taking it on the chops all the time, and yet we've got a president when they ask, well, what are you going to what are you going to do about high gas prices? I don't have an answer. There's not much I can do well, about yeah. it. What are you, you going to do about high food prices? I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it goes, it goes on and on. If he doesn't know, then he's one of the most stupidest <laughs> men I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's a Keynesian. There's no doubt about that, you who know economics at all. A Keynesian believes you can spend as much money as you want to because, really, money doesn't mean anything. Sounds like a teenager. It, it, yeah. It, you know, it means whatever you can make people believe that it means. And, um, you know, I try to point out to people that I don't know about most people and the way they run their households. But uh, my dad used to say, if I came to him and said, hey, dad, can I get uh, you know, $10? I'm taking Becky out to a date <laughs> tomorrow night. He would say, yeah, let me just run in the backyard and pull a 10 off the money tree. <laughs> right. You know, that's what he that's what he always said to me. You know, I understood what he was saying, and and, and we're in the same the same uh, whole place again, uh, Savannah. Look, I was in the military when Jimmy Carter was president. I used to be on food stamps because they didn't pay us enough to be able to go out and buy our own food. It was that ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that that in and of itself is a, a giant problem, and and then if you look at the actual you know consumer price index spikes that we're seeing, you know, the, March was the 12th consecutive month for the producer price increases to hit record highs. Um, and that's all under Joe Biden. You know, this this guy sold himself to the American people as someone with experience, you know, 40 years of Washington. Well, for some reason, some people think that's a good thing. Right. Um, and clearly, clearly it's not. Um, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, he goes back and he says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, well, okay, fine. Then then move out of the way and let people that do know what to do, you know, come in and, and help the American people. Well, let me ask you something. If you were running your family budget and it was always in the red and you didn't have enough money to really pay your bills and things of that nature, do you think you would look at what you're doing and see what you could change to try to make it better, or would you double down on what you were doing and make it worse? Yeah, you know, I don't have the luxury of being the federal government. If I'm in the red all the time, then I do need to, to fix some things, right? I mean, I need to be able to put money, put food on the table for my family. I need to be able to, to make rent and, and pay mortgages. And it, I cannot operate the way the federal government does. Uh-uh. And this, and he, he, he needs to, you know, take a long, hard look at, the inflationary uh, processes that he's putting in place. I mean, they're passing this, quote, American rescue plan, you know, end quote. I'm not sure who exactly it's supposed to be rescuing, but it's adding to our inflation rates. And you're just constantly seeing, you know, the government in the red. And it's just, it's unacceptable. Yeah, it it really, really is. And, you know, I'm I'm watching what they're doing. And like I said, I I lived through the the Carter administration, the days of malaise, I, I remember them well and uh, we are we are approaching stag uh, stagflation again very very quickly and i'm going to tell you what i i never wanted to see that ever again and it it's coming back and 
Uh, people don't know how bad it can get. It can get really bad. And most people pay attention to the CPI, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. That's what we see at the grocery store, how much groceries are going right. up or how much your fuel is going up. A lot of people don't watch, you know, the the uh, the production numbers. What are the producers having to pay and how is that inflation affecting them where they're paying 8 9% more for the raw materials that they make the products for that we end up paying eight and a half percent more every month. I mean, you add those together and sometimes it's close to 20%. 20% inflation is a killer. That is a killer. It kills jobs. It, it kills your paycheck because whatever you're making isn't enough to pay for the things that you need. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, my friends, I've been talking about this for a long time, and and I've been talking about the gas prices. And I said, this is going to have this. Is gonna, you know, they never the, the other side doesn't believe in trickle down economics. Well, I'm telling you what, we're seeing it right now. Right now, people are paying so much money to fill up their gas tanks, they can't go out and eat anymore. Well, I saw where um, I think it was up to an extra three hundred and twenty dollars a month. It's getting to be for some people. Yeah, no. mul- multiply that by twelve. Right. And then, but and think about some people have the the higher end people. I mean, it's turning into a classist thing too, because the higher end people can afford to cut back on luxuries. But there's those people who don't spend money on luxuries in the first place. Hey, Savannah, do you remember the uh, the luxury boat tax back in the seventies? I think that was a little bit before my time. Okay, well. Um, you know, what they did is that they decided, well, we need to raise more money in taxes. So they put a, a, a tax on yachts. And guess what happened? People say, well, I don't need a yacht. I bought it because it was nice. I just won't buy it. So they destroyed the whole boating industry along the East Coast. It's one way to yeah, raise I money. Mean, that's that's such a, a liberal kind of solution to these problems, right? They believe everyone around them has the ability, you know, to just, if you can't pay for gas prices, then buy buy an electric car. Yeah, I'm going to run okay, out and well, pay 50 grand for an electric car right. tomorrow. Right. Like, we're looking at the national gas price today is over $4 a gallon. And in Arkansas, it's three seventy. This time a year ago, it was, uh, less it was a whole dollar less than that it was um like 270 i think something like that yeah 267 this time a year ago that's a whole dollar a gallon in a single year mm-hmm. and then you have the biden administration sitting there and they're calling it the B- putin's price hike <laughs> completely yes. ignoring the fact that this inflation and these rising gas prices have been occurring since before putin's you know invasion of ukraine for for over a year this has been happening full stop we can't ignore that right and they're going to try to rebrand it and gaslight americans into thinking that this is something to do this this is something you know an international problem into a hashtag right right (laughs) it's it's just it's completely ignoring the reality of the situation that you can see the second Biden took office, prices started ticking up. I mean, that's just, it's too, it's too coincidental for this to be uh, just one, you know, Putin price hike or whatever they want to call it. All right, let's take a break. I want to come back. I want to ask you what the Republicans answer to all of this is. The November elections are coming up. Of course, uh, we're in a very red state here in Arkansas. Uh, They, they don't have that many, Democrats even in our state legislature anymore. So uh, what can we as a state do 
to to fight this type of a battle. Let's talk about that when we come back. Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about uh, Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants to save you some money on your health insurance. Been talking about this for quite some time. Here we are talking about how do you save money just when you go to the grocery store. I I actually went to get gas at Sam's uh, this weekend, and it was only three dollars and forty five cents a gallon. Now it's three fifty nine, by the way. But it was three forty five. So I, I I stopped and got gas there because that was cheaper by twenty five cents over any place in Cabot where I live. And so I uh, I ran inside while I was there since I was at Sam's and went and bought a gallon of milk since a gallon of milk at the Big Wally World was four dollars and nine cents a gallon. I bought it at Sam's where it was three eighty six a gallon. I mean, look, I'm I'm just like you are. I'm watching my pennies just like everybody else. A lot of people think radio talk show hosts make a whole lot of money. Not the, not the case. So here is how you can save some more money. Put some shekels back in your pocket with, uh, you know, Pat Davis. Pat Davis can save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. You got to give him a call. Find out how to pare down those deductibles that you have. Yeah, you say, look, Dave, I got a great price on my health insurance. I'm only paying 450 a month, but my deductible is $8,000. Well, what good is your health insurance if you got to pull eight grand out of your pocket before it even kicks in? You got Yeah. Talk to Pat, all right? Just talk to Pat. Here's the number, 501-605-6935, or go visit him at yourhealthcareplan.com. All right, our special guest here into the bottom of the hour, Savannah Vyer. She's with us from the RNC. She uh, handles uh, our area of the country. We're talking about inflation, how it is, uh, you know, destroying middle-class families you want to you want and and poor families right you want to you want to hurt the poor people let's just see those gas prices keep going up going up they're not filling up anymore i've noticed this lately i go to sam's they don't put in a a, a full tank they put in like thirty dollars forty dollars twenty dollars i mean to fill a pickup now savannah a hundred bucks a hundred dollars yeah, I mean that's just—it's ridiculous, and it's—it's it's directly correlated to Biden and the Democrats, yes. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he sure doesn't remember what Harry Truman used to say: "The buck stops here, not right. not here and here and over there and up there and down there." Didn't that's he say that though? Didn't he say that when he came into office? Well, the of buck course. stops here. He said a lot of stuff when right. he came into the office. Now he's saying everything but what he right. said, and he's he's uh, of course in there quote leading his party in just the opposite way that he said he would. He said that he'd be you know that moderate. Yeah, right. uh, and ain't, he ain't no moderate, folks. He's got the Easter rabbit leading him places. Yeah, that was scary. Had, that yeah. was scary. And the other thing that was scary a couple of days ago, did you see where he turned to shake the guy's yeah. hand and there was nobody and there? And he stood there for a minute, too, to acknowledge someone. For, for you people who know about Broadway, it must have been Harvey. That's all <laughs> I'll say. It must have been Harvey, a seven-foot rabbit friend that he has there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the, the Jimmy Stewart movie. Yeah. All right. Let me jump jump back in and get back to what we're talking about. So what what's the party saying, uh, Savannah? What what's McCarthy saying uh, over on the House side? Because 
we've been pretty sure that we're going to win the house back i mean that historically that normally happens but this is going to be a tidal wave i mean this is going to be a big tsunami of red this time and with that big tsunami on the house side i believe we're going to get enough that we can take we can take the uh the senate side as well what are the uh, the movers and shakers at the top saying they want to do I mean, they're saying that, you know, they want to be where the buck does stop with the Biden administration. They want to be a check to his his balance, you know, the way that the system is designed. They, you know, the Biden administration is using the, the Democrat House and Senate to pass this legislation that is adding to our inflationary problem. And the Republicans are just going to be there and they're going to be there to stop it. They're going to be there to introduce, you know, policies and procedures that more are more akin to pr- the previous administration where we have lower gas prices. Um, you know, we didn't k- kill the ki- the Keystone XL pipeline on day one, like Joe Biden did. Um, these kind of things all add up to lower gas prices, lower inflation rates, which ultimately leads to more jobs and, and you know, those family businesses staying open yeah yeah more jobs you know you get a you get a job and you make a paycheck and you can get on with your life but you know what if inflation is eight and ten percent it don't matter if you get a job or not kind of i mean you yeah. get paid and then you find out your paycheck doesn't go as far as it should go because the government is either taxing you for your money or you got what's called, they call it a hidden tax, and that's inflation. I mean, 8% yep. on your food. It's not too hidden. It, no, it's pretty pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, easy to see it. Now, you know what a dozen and a half eggs was uh, on, on Saturday? How much? In Savannah? No, how much was it? $4.82. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, that's insane. Four eighty two for eight. Eggs. I got a real. I got a real four one one call when I went to restaurant and I was going to order wings. And the waitress says, <laughs> "Wait a second, before you do that, the, the price in the menu is not the oh. real price." And I said, "Okay." I said, "What's going on?" She says, "Have you seen the price lately?" And by the way, I had just been grocery shopping the day before, and I said, "Yeah, it's up." And she goes, "Wings are way up. If you buy wings today." Uh, Dave, I know you you like the 10 or 16, you know, when you buy them. He says you usually have been, you know, paying a little over 10 bucks for them. $20 now. It's $2 a wing. Wow. Oh, my goodness. $2 a wing. (laughs) And then you've got a a large family like yours and and try to go out to eat. I mean, that's just like might as well be a college college tuition payment at that point just to go out to dinner. (laughs) Yep. You're right. That's why... My wife says, are you okay? Because I've been buying ramen noodles lately. <laughs> hey, ramen will feed you. Yeah, it, I found that out in college. All right. right. I, ate, I ate a Good lot of ramen. Good to have a backup plan. But, uh, it's, just, it's just, you know, it. how long will it take to get this nation back on, uh, on track again? Savannah, you guys got any kind of idea? I mean, Larry Cuddle keeps saying... Yeah, it's really bad, but the Calvary's coming. I just hope there's something to save when they get here. And and I I kind of feel the same way right now. Yeah, I mean, 
we're seeing it in it, it, the best way to compare these these types of solutions is to look at the states, right? You've got um, 11 of the 13 states, including Arkansas, that have more jobs from when the pandemic started that are Republican-led. 11 out of the 13 are led by Republicans. Again, this is not a coincidence. This is something that Republican policies work in creating jobs and you know, we need to in- implement that on the macro scale when it comes to re- when it comes to electing Republicans to take back the House and take back the Senate. We're five seats away from taking back the House. We're one or two seats away from taking back the Senate. And all, all it's going to take is for Republicans to get out. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They are ready to help you whenever you call them. They know what to do in a multitude of situations, like if you're on public land when your car breaks down or you're on private land when your car breaks down or perhaps you're towing your trailer. What do you do with your trailer if your, you know, your pickup breaks down and 1500 you got that's pulling the trailer? Well, they know what to do and East End Towing will help you in those situations and get you to a place to get your vehicle fixed that you want it taken to you tell them where you want it put and that's where where they'll put your automobile at as well as you know they want to remind you about some safety things to keep in mind if you're out on the road and you see those yellow lights flashing uh you know there's a tow truck in in the uh on the shoulder move over to the other side of the road and give the worker that is outside his his truck and trying to help the person who's stuck on the highway you know get off the highway or change a tire or whatever and uh, you know this let's uh, make sure that we kind of save lives you know hundreds of highway workers a year are killed on the side of the roads let's not add to that here in the state of arkansas that's east end towing call them you can help them out uh, with those safety rules but they can help you out if you need them 501 This is their number, 501-888-8848, All right, Dave Ellswick Show. Let me uh, bring you up to date. By the way, our thanks to Savannah for joining us. Uh, We ran out of time. Uh, My bad. I usually do that a little cleanly, uh, clean, uh, in a cleaner version than what I did. But Joe Concha had just sent me a, a meme, and I was looking at it, and got my got my uh, focus off of the show and onto that. It was it was about the Easter Bunny and the and the president. All right, and the Easter Bunny and the president kind of drew my attention, and I ended up taking us in the news. So my apologies to her uh, for doing that. Uh, we're going to get in and talk about some other things right now. And that main one is. Thursday night supposed to be the uh, the meeting and the uh, you know the debate between uh, the candidates for the Secretary of State's office. Well, the Secretary of State had made plans to go to a meeting uh, a couple of months back, but you remember we had that ice storm, so they paid to go to it. And then they just got a hold of them late last week and said, hey, we're going to have this now, and it's going to be on this day. And that day was this Thursday, which is when the town hall meeting was supposed to happen over at Agape. So he couldn't go. So 
After some wild scrambling during the uh, Easter weekend, uh, we've come up that next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, uh, Eddie Joe Williams is going to be here in the studio, and uh, the Secretary of State is going to be on the phone, and they're going to have their town hall live on my show. So we'll go from 6 o'clock until nine o'clock with the two candidates instead of two hours over at uh, agape we'll do it right live here next wednesday which means we won't have our interviews with the uh, the congressman congressman hill congressman uh, westerman but you will hear the secretary of state candidate and the secretary of state currently uh, talk about what they want to do as secretary of state um, I'll get a hold of Alan Kerr. He'll be here to ask the questions. I'll keep the time. We'll do it just like we're going to normally do it, except that we'll have one candidate here and one candidate's going to be by phone, just so you know. A little bit different, but it's going to get done nonetheless. I promised you we'd have them talking, and we're going to get that taken care of. Just like I've said all along, if you want to know what's going on in the uh, the races, you keep it here. If anything of a consequence starts popping up, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about it here on the Dave Ellswick show. It's something that we've been known about for for many many years. All right, in the studio, Simone is here. I didn't even get to uh, say hi to her before we got started, <laughs> and uh, we went right into the show with our guest. And uh, you've been noticing a lot of the same things that I've been noticing, though. I mean, it's it's no secret. That inflation's starting to really pinch hard. No, I mean, we're taking a trip uh, to Ohio, and Eric had actually said it might be worth buying a couple gas gas containers to get gas here compared to what it's going to be the further north you get. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And we've got to go to Pennsylvania, too. And oh, Lord. That's, I know, that we may actually do the gas containers <laughs> Because it's just outrageous. The gas alone you have to plan for in your trip. Yeah, I, you all know that we're going on another Patriot tour this year, and I've been talking to Gina about that. And uh, she's got to keep a real close eye on diesel prices. Right. Because that can cause the price of the trip to go up and up and up. And I, I know that... There's some people who think that the only reason businesses exist is so you can go out and and get a bite to eat at night or something, or uh, you know you can you can uh, have a job. That's not why businesses exist. They exist to make money, and they they've got to make a profit. So if the if the diesel prices keep creeping up, she's losing money, right? Just for every just you know may end up that she'll have to pay you to go no i'm just kidding she's gonna have to pay her own bills and pay for her own food and all that too i mean businesses are people i was talking to her the other day and she said things are starting to turn around people are traveling again because they're not afraid afraid of covid and uh they're getting on the buses and, and going with them motor coaches pardon me and uh the bottom line is is that uh She's excited because this year she might get to pay herself. She <laughs> pay had, her own salary. She, yeah, she has not had a paycheck in two years. Wow. But she's kept her business going. She's paid her drivers. She's paid 
the people who keep the buses working and the people who have to go on the trips and plan the trips and all the other things. So she's been there's a look, if you're an, a business owner, you know this. Let me explain it to our listeners. You have a lot of people that depend on you. Yeah. That work for you. And they work for you not out of the goodness of their heart, but because they want a paycheck. Right. And so that's the first thing you pay is you pay their paychecks before you ever look to pay yourself. So uh, if you're one of those people that goes, oh, those nasty uh, uh, business owners, greedy people that they are, sit down and just shut up. Just like do? The greedy. do me a favor and just sit down and shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. Businesses are owned by human beings, by people, and people need to make a profit so that they can survive and also have a business, thrive. Try to tell... Try to people, you know, explain to people how economics work because they weren't taught. And, you know, you're ignorant, not because of your own doing, for, on the most part. It's it would because be great. Our, it's because our education system didn't teach you economics. And, you know, it would have been great if they had the checks, you know, balance and checks and things oh, like that. Lord. I mean, that would really prepare. That would be part of home economics if yep. they taught that anymore. Yep. Don't Rather than it. gender studies. Yeah. And for you who say, oh, you capitalists, you're disgusting. Well, let me just tell you, capitalism as a financial system mm-hmm. has raised more people out of poverty yes. than any government program. Well, and there's a difference between crony capitalism and free market capitalism. Yes, there and, is. You know, crony capitalism's given it a bad name because they don't, people don't know the difference. Yeah, you're right about that. They don't even know the C word, to be honest with you, whether it's you know, the right kind of C or the wrong kind of C. They know socialism. Right. Yeah. Take the other guy's money. That's the way to do it. Redistribute. You got too much money. Give me some of your money. It's like, look, let me just break this down as as simple as I can. If you believe that that's the way it should happen, then you must believe that if your neighbor has three TVs and you only have one, you should be able to go fight over one of his TVs so that you can have two. You shouldn't have to fight over it. And that way he gets two. And No, what you, you should shouldn't. be able to do is find a job and go out <laughs> and buy your own one and not expect the government to give you one right. or your next-door neighbor. And I, I repeat, repeat myself, because if the government is giving you the money to buy a TV, that's your next-door neighbor who pays taxes that's uh, paying for you to do that. So just keep that in mind as well. All right, quarter of seven. Take a, a final break for this hour. Then we're going to come back, and uh, I want to talk about uh, a federal judge finally told people that are getting on airplanes and, and getting on the trains and buses, you don't have to wear a face diaper anymore. We'll talk about that when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about ICU. I got their hat there. If you're watching on uh, Facebook, you see their hat sitting right there. Uh, I'm a firm believer in Billy Mac. Billy Mac has been around putting uh, uh, systems in for years, for years, since the mid-90s. And he knows what he's doing. He knows all about the door and window sensors. He knows all about the indoor and outdoor cameras. He don't mess around with those stupid, 
you know, cheap cameras <laughs> that look like an A&E special on crime where the people <laughs> kind of glow and you can't, you can't even tell if it's a man or a woman, all right? right. You, just, you just know that there's somebody moving there, and I think that's a, that's a human being. Uh, these are 1080p. 1080p is the same clarity that you get on your television if you watch direct television. So you can tell who it is that's getting in and out of that car or whatever. They got the doorbell cameras. They got motion detection. They got analytics that can tell whether it's a person, an animal, a car. And they can do this whether it's at your house or it's at your business. You call Billy Mack. He'll help you out with this. 501-205-1333. By the way, just the nicest guy. He'll work with you. He is one of the nicest guys around. 501-205-1333. Go with the system that they use at Nuke One. Use it at your house. You'll be safe. And uh, know that you pay for the service, but you don't pay for the hardware. Billy Mac gives you the hardware. You pay for the service. 501-205-1333. That's ICU protection. So, Heidi, yesterday I was out uh, doing some running around, talking to some candidates and things of that nature. And I was outside the car. And in fact, it was just it was just before I went in to see my foot doctor over at uh, Baptist over in North Little Rock, and I I started hearing all these voices coming from the sky, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is going on?" I thought maybe it was angels or something, right? Angels. And then it hit me my my phone went ding, and the news broke that they got rid of the. Uh, the the the, the uh, diaper mask mandate <laughs> on the airplanes and that was all the people cheering on the airplanes because they got to take their masks off that's right that's what was going on that was where that noise was coming from <laughs> there was did you see the videos of it people uh, the, the cheering cheering going on the the stewardesses their uh, steward uh, singing to them, yeah. you could take your mask off now, and things of that nature. And people are so happy about it and because uh, that federal judge made the decision uh, in Florida. That she, uh, she overturned the Biden administration's national transportation mask mandate or baby uh, diaper on your face on Monday, determining that the CDC overstepped its authority by requiring masks on planes, trains, buses, and other forms of public transportation, the uh, order handed down by U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball uh, Mazzelli holds that the CDC's masking requirement violated the Administrative P- Procedure Act, or the APA, because it was implemented, quote, without allowing public participation through the APA's notice and comment procedures. So, uh Good for all of you that fly. Well, I bet anything. My son-in-law's too. upset. Said he just flew in and back from Germany <laughs> on uh, Sunday or uh, Friday, and uh, would have liked to have done it maskless. But no doubt, he had to wear a mask the whole flight. I bet anything this really cuts down on some of the fights. I hope so. Everything else, because people are so up in arms over masks or not masks. Are you wearing it right? You took your mask down. I mean, they said that. Uh, that's you, actually caused a lot of violence. Do you realize that if you fell asleep and your mask fell down over your nose, they would wake you up? I believe it. And tell you to put the mask back over your nose? 
Well, now, and the I'm small just children. You, that, that could be fighting words. Right, right. You know, wake me up out of a dead sleep and say, pull your mask up. What? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and kids. That's yeah. ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Totally. And what's really ridiculous, been, I know they say follow the science. <laughs> uh, follow the science and you'll find out that the air system's on the airplane. That's what I was going to say. That gets rid of the, the COVID. Safer than the air we breathe in yeah, general. Absolutely. You know, now, if you if you want to say, as you come as you disembark, please put your mask back on. I mean, I guess they could have done that, but that would have just sounded stupid. But whatever stopped the Biden administration from sounding stupid? Uh, nothing that I know of. They look for ways to look stupid. They're going to have to have a seasonal character to come out and uh, save Biden from his missteps instead of walking back everything. Yeah, a walking mask. Yeah. Yeah, dancing mask of some type as they go out. Oh, for you guys that hate the, the rich, uh, you're going you're gonna to love that. Uh, the uh, pr- Treasury Department, you know, yesterday was tax day. All right. Yeah, because, I know. Yeah, it was tax day. I already paid mine, took it. In fact, I got a little message today saying that my state refund has returned. I got a little money back from the state. I, uh, I paid the federal government because the federal government taxes your Social Security. The state does not. Thank you to the state lawmakers for not doing that. Right. I think it's double taxation, but uh, the federal government says it's not, and they want every shekel that I that, of me that they can get for a month. Shekel's a good word for it, yeah. too. Yeah, take my money, man. Take That's what they're shekels. trying to do. Uh, so anyway, the so-called Green Book uh, lays out exactly how the administration proposes to raise the one point six two eight billion dollars in new taxes over the next 10 years in addition to raising the corporate tax rate to 28 percent because you know those corporations they're just greedy people and pushing the top personal income tax rate to 39.5 percent even though they pay 90 percent of the taxes in this country they need to pay more uh the proposal creates what effectively amounts to a wealth tax Treasury claims that the new tax will raise $239.5 billion in revenue over the next decade. There, that'll teach you, you greedy rich bastards, about what you're up to, all right? It's ridiculous. Aren't they going to try to tax um, income that you might make as well? Yes. That's what I'm saying. They haven't passed that yet. Yeah, I I can't remember the term they used for that. It's called the... the, uh, Three coins in the fountain tax policy. <laughs> you throw three coins you wish and say, oh, that, that's going to make this amount of money. We don't right. know for fact, but this is what we believe it will make. If you got some money coming back, give us a call. We'll call you back in a few months <laughs> and talk to you about it. All right. Uh, Iran yesterday warned Israel that they will target their military units over the tiniest move against uh, Iran. That's not good. And these are people that the Biden administration has no worries about giving them nuclear weapons. That's the scariest thing. Yeah, unbelievable. The Iranian president warned that Israel will be targeted by his country's armed forces if it makes, quote, the tiniest move. Like he needed to say that. Yeah. 
Razi addressed Israel directly during a speech at an annual parade of Iran's armed forces. Quote, if you make the tiniest move against the nation of Iran, the center of the Zionist regime will be the target of our armed forces. Now you might as well just paint a big bullseye on yourself yeah. if you attack the Israelis. Because yeah. they will not take that sitting down. Fox News says he spoke as talks stalled in Vienna amid President Biden's attempt to resurrect former President Obama's nuclear deal with Iran, while Obama and Biden uh, stated that their deals aimed to prevent Iran from acquiring nukes. Critics like former U.S. Ambassador to Israel Ron Dermer have claimed that the Biden deal would put Iran on a glide path to a nuke. Simone, thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. It's been it's fun today. To be here. I hate to let you go on such terrible news, but hey, it's Iran. What can we say? It's to be All expected. Right. Yeah. Bible guys are next. Billy will be here. Steve will be here. I'll be here. You be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Because Heidi digs up this stuff that I don't know. <laughs> what was it? Okay. I still well, that's all right. I'll get it from you. Steve is here. He just walked in. He's sitting down to talk to us today. Okay, he moved over one microphone just so you know. What is that all about? No, stay right where you're at now. <laughs> Heidi knows where you're at now. Okay. She's got you turned on. You became the all right. Middle wall of separation. There's I Billy. Just, oh, I mean, uh, Billy's here too. Good morning. Uh, Scott can't make it. He's got some important things that he's got to take care of. And that man is entirely too busy. That's yeah, he's saying. running all the time. You know what? You know when he'll stop running? When God stops. That's right. That's what happens. And that won't be any time. No, I, I don't think so, at least. I, I hope not, because I like what he does. I do. All right, let me tell everybody again, we will not be at Agape Family Center on uh, Thursday night for the uh, town hall. Uh, some issues came up with Secretary of State. He can't make it Thursday night. So, uh, this was all decided last Friday, basically, and then finally put to bed yesterday. Uh, they, the, the, the candidate, Eddie Joe Williams, and the Secretary of State and will meet for the town hall on my show a week from Wednesday. And they will uh, discuss. And that means you'll be able to call in while they're here and ask them questions. Uh, now, John Thurston, Secretary of State, will be on, by phone. And Eddie Joe Williams will be in studio. So just know that everything is going to be go- We're going to do it using every means of communication that we can think of possible. All right. It'll be on your uh, uh, your computer or on your phone if you want to watch it on Facebook. You can listen to it on the radio and yada, yada, yada. We're going we're gonna to do it, though. It'll be a week from tomorrow. Today was a good day. I got my uh, state income tax return back. They notified me. Your money has been returned to you. We took too much, so here, take this back. 
And the uh, federal government hasn't done that, nor are they going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they took... They took all the money they needed and all the money that they that they wanted. And just talking about Biden's tax uh, policies that kicked in uh, for this tax season and the uh, billions of dollars that it will bring mm-hmm. in over the next over the next ten years, because we're gonna we're gonna just tax those greedy people that are at the top as though that that's gonna help. And to write a check. Yeah. First time ever. Yeah. No, you did? I did too. Well, maybe not ever, ever. Maybe as a very young man working, you know. Wow. Cash only sorts of jobs at the end of the year I might have had to pay. But, well, because you're lucky. The government cut us a, uh, well, I've always done that, though. I've always overpaid intentionally. Oh, So that I didn't end up with a bill. I don't do that. I won't do that. uh, I refuse to loan my money. To you know, interest free to the federal government. Yeah. Well, well, you got to remember, I was in the military for twenty one years. That's so I, true. I didn't make no money. That, that's true too. <laughs> I was talking about that with our guest in the first hour from the RNC, and said that you know I had gone into the military when Jimmy Carter was president, and about that during that time, about sixty percent of the enlisted were on food stamps. Yeah. So they could feed their their families because we were paid so poorly. Yeah. I'll never forget when Reagan was uh, inaugurated and his first day in office give, gave us a ten percent raise, and then he gave us another one the next year. We started seeing actually what it was like to you know go out and spend money on food instead of stay. <laughs> at that time it's actually had the stamps remember the books and pull the, the things out of them i think they should go back to them now you know why they did the cards now it's not just to save money it was to not make the people that were right. we don't using we don't want to embarrass you right maybe a little bit of embarrassment would be something good for people a little social pressure yeah it goes a long way just a tad so, yeah. just a tad be nice to see that all right so uh you know in christendom uh, we celebrated Easter over the weekend on mm-hmm. Sunday, and we had great worship services out there at uh, at uh, New Life. We had full. We had five services starting on Friday, uh, one on Friday, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and each was full. And that means there were over nine hundred people each time in the church praising God and thanking Him for coming back from the dead. But if you're Jewish, the celebration continues. That's right. So with that in mind, I want it to be explained to you. See, it's called, it isn't called this by a lot of people anymore. What I'm going to say next used to be the norm. It's not anymore. Right. Judeo-Christian. That's right. All right. Judeo-Christian. Jewish and Christianity together. All right. What's going on as far as our Jewish brethren? Well, the uh, one other thing that I would put with that, that yes, we understood that, but there was also the idea of the Judeo-Christian. They they really only looked at the Judeo side of it as our starting point. Yes. They, yeah. And though we had some similarities, um, we did move pretty far away because most um, have no idea when you begin to talk about what we're going to talk about. Like most people go, oh, well, the resurrection was over and um, we're done. Right, so we'll see y'all next year, <laughs> right? That's kind of, or we'll see you in we'll see you in December. Even Christians, if they're at least a little bit biblically trained, know there was more to right. it than just that. <laughs> right. 
Okay, go ahead. But what people um, don't understand is the the we'll use tr- you know the traditional terminology is what started on quote unquote Good Friday uh, was actually the beginning. It was not um, the culmination. Yes, and and even um, Sunday was not the culmination. I know it, it was the beginning. I understand right? that, <clears throat> and it what, was the culmination. Of God's of, plan, it was the culmination yes. of animal sacrifice, right? And and God's plan that He laid from the foundation of the world that He Himself would come on and put on the clothing of man and and become like one of us and die for us. That was the culmination of the plan. But in the the cycle that God established, it's really just the third day into the week of unleavened bread, right? And what we commonly call the resurrection in the Bible is called first fruits. And it is, you hear Paul play on this in Corinthians where he says that he is the first fruits of the resurrection. So he was the first to be born of the dead, if you will. And and so all of us are now promised a resurrection. That's right. Unless you're a Sadducee. Right, right. And you're uh, sad, you see. That's right. Or <laughs> uh, uh, or if you haven't accepted him as uh, yes. the Messiah. Uh, and so what that was in the Bible was when the, um, I think we briefly talked about it last week, but I'll go over it again. <clears throat> when the, how they determine time in the Bible is when the, when the barley and the wheat begin to sprout up out of the ground and they see the first part of it sprout up, the very next new moon began the cycle of the yearly calendar, the religious calendar. And then they would go whenever that new moon and then became 14 days later began the Passover. Well, it could have been 14 days, three weeks, however long, that that first sprout then grew in an, an additional three weeks. Well, after the Passover was the first fruits. And then at sundown, after the Sabbath, the, the priest would go out and harvest a section that they first noticed was the first fruits. And then they would take that in and offer it before the Lord. Okay. And so it was a way of always remembering, because remember, everything God did was about the first because it was always to go back and to remember Egypt. I want the first animal. I want the first harvest. I want right. the 10th. I want the first fruits, you know, the first grains, everything I want first of. Why? Because one, you're honoring me, and two, I don't you want you to ever forget Passover. I don't want you to ever forget what I did for you in Egypt. Well, over time, it then evolved in this whole week of unleavened bread, which was to remind us of uh, Egypt, now is these teachings have evolved and God uh, gave us more principle, more spiritual principle out of it. And that is they're an unleavened bread. Don't just forget Egypt, but now I want you to work on some things. The stuff leaven. Well, here's where it's a, another picture of Egypt, not just the deliverance, but the things of the world, uh, sin, bad teaching, hypocrisy, anything that is not of me. I want you to focus and get on me and get that stuff out. Well, then you start counting after all of this. After the week of unleavened bread, you're seven days into it. Well, now we're counting towards Pentecost, Shavuot in Hebrew, because that's the fullness of the harvest. That initial harvest that came up out of the ground grows for the next 50 days. And then they harvest the wheat and the barley, and then they offer it before the Lord as a couple of new loaves. Again, the first. Okay, so <clears throat> over on Christendom side, that's when Pentecost comes, Correct. Correct. and that's when the helper comes. Correct. Correct. But right. what, what what principle and what picture did God lay out for 
1,500 years before Pentecost. See, a lot of people don't realize. They'll just go, oh, well, Pentecost is when the Spirit was poured out. That's true. Oh, and it happened 50 days. That's true. Why was it on that day? Mm-hmm. And I've had several people, well, it's just the day that God chose on no. the 50th day after. It's like, no. God doesn't do things that way. That's right. <laughs> and, and and so what happened is you would harvest the wheat and the barley. Well, what began to get harvested that day? People, right? Why do you see that Jesus tells a parable of the of the uh, the tares right, and the wheat being brought up together? Because it's a picture of what would be happening, what they're used to seeing. And so that's why the harvest of souls began on that day and it, it everybody in christianum catches this there was three thousand saved that day there was three thousand killed at the um golden calf right a complete flip over of what happened so when they left god god judged them now they're coming back and there's three thousand that are that are born that day so the beginning of passover is not just the beginning of the first fruits it's not just the beginning of the week of unleavened bread it's the beginning of the counting of the 50 days that leads up to the harvest i'll stop or Billy's got some things right. he'd like to add. Go ahead, well, Billy. We'll let you be part of this. <laughs> no, I was I was enjoying the time, um, and it's it's one of those things where because we have divorced ourselves by and large in the Christian world from our roots, we also don't realize that that's the same day that the law was given. Yeah. It's the same day that there there are God uses um, cycles. God does things in cycles. What He does once, He generally comes back around and uses that same day or those same people or whatever it is. Over and over and over and over, and there is a um, there's a great deal of buildup around all of the feasts, um, and this whole idea that you know we've we've turned we've turned Passover into Easter, a one day celebration where no matter what you were doing the Friday the the Saturday night before, you drag yourself out of bed and go to church with Grandma on Sunday morning, and that's it, we're done. Well, that's just not the way that is. That we are in a season of celebration here. We are in a season, a multi-week season of um, continuous um, looking forward to what is coming. Um, Yes, Messiah rose from the dead, and that is absolutely to be celebrated and shouted from the the mountaintops, but that was not the end of the story. Um, There is is more coming. Um, If he was the first fruits, then there are some additional fruits coming, and we are those fruits. Um, We should be looking forward to our... Uh, own resurrection when when messiah calls us up out of the grave we should be looking forward to what he's getting do getting ready to do we should be looking forward to pentecost and going hey look there's still a harvest of souls that needs to happen the work is not done we've just moved into the season where the work can be done we have we have finally seen the sacrifice come to fruition and now the true work can begin so it's um it's a great time all right a break 19 minutes after seven scott's not here he'll be back next week we hope and uh, don't forget, next Wednesday during my show will be the next town hall for the Secretary of State. Hey, David Lucas has been talking for quite some time now that he knows that you're hearing all this information out there on television and radio and whatnot in articles uh, about silver and gold and why it's important. Precious metals are important to protect your nest egg. And he would agree with that. However, you need to do it right. And he wants to make sure you get it right. So give him a call. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. The folks over at David Lucas Financial work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. 
so you can get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust and they'll explain to you why that's important. What you need to do is pick up the phone to learn more about buying silver and gold and uh, punch in 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through the David Lucas Financial Company, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Closed. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 25 minutes uh, after 7. I want to make a little bit of a departure here because we're talking about Easter as far as Christians are concerned. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to it than just that Sunday. All right. Look, Sunday worship, when we have Sunday worship or whatever, I always say I call it Resurrection Sunday no matter what Sunday it is because that's why we get together. That's why we're there. We're there to remember that. Christ rose from the dead, and without that, we have no hope. It's that simple. But there's so much more to it. This is why I like the Hebraic uh, things that I've been taught uh, by Scott and by Steve and by Billy. They've been my mentors, just so you'll know. That's why they're on my show. I, I like having them on so that they teach you just what they've been teaching me. And we're, we've been missing out on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Look, I went to seminary or cemetery, as I like to call it, for a couple of years, and I decided it wasn't for me. Um, and I can get in that on another time. I don't need to do it right now. But the bottom line is they don't teach the full truth. That's right. Just want you to know that. They don't teach the full truth. And, and with that in in and of itself, let's just talk about the festivals. Okay. So Pastor Scott shared the, the statistics of, I think it was the the Gospels only cover, I think it's 17 days yeah. of the entire three and a half years that wow. Jesus was here. Right. That's it. And that's why at the conclusion, John writes. You could say you could write a whole library, right? right? Yeah. He said, I, I the, the the world couldn't contain the books from all the stuff that he did. But of the 17 days that they gave us, I think it's like 74% of what was given to us happened on feast days. Yep. So it's when, why? Because I think it's Josephus records something like a quarter of a million Jews would, would show up on the high holy days because it was a command. Yep, yep. So God said three times a year that all of the Jewish men over the age of 20 had to go to Jerusalem. So it was on Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. So he got his greatest audience, right? Yeah. He's got all of these guys. They would be on the southern end of the temple in Solomon's portico where there'd be tens of thousands up there. And so that's why you see all these people around him a lot of the times because he's in these very public places. And then obviously when it's not the feast days, um, you've got all the people coming in Capernaum and all the other places because of everything he's doing and teaching. They're starting to see the things. Yeah, well, so, in a lot of cases, even the stuff that did not happen on a feast day, he was traveling to or from a feast day. Yep, you know, the, the woman at the well, he's on his way to Jerusalem, if I recall That's correctly. Right. So what, what's he on his, he's on his way to Jerusalem for one of the high holy days. Um, you know, it's a, it was a step aside and take care of this while I'm headed to Jerusalem for a feast day. So everything, everything, uh, God gave us those. Uh, I was having this conversation with my kids earlier in the week, you know, um, when, when were the timings of the uh, feast days established? And a lot of people want to go to, you know, Leviticus and start looking at dates and go, no, no, no. Scripture says that the that the heavens were hung to testify to when the Moedim would be. So when God spoke and created the stars, the heavens, the moons, et cetera, et cetera, they were put there so that we could determine when the feasts would be, period. Yeah. 
So they were established before the earth was. These these timings were are, have 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 been established right from the very beginning. So yep, and it's not just the the, the ministry of Jesus, and, and but prior to that, the rabbis will tell you. Now some of this is just Jewish tradition, but the rabbis will tell you that when the the lamb, um, the animal was killed for the clothing for Adam and Eve, that that was done on the future days of Passover. Passover. Yep. When Genesis fifteen when um, Abraham or Abram at that time had the vision uh, of what was going to happen in Egypt, future date of Passover, the binding of Isaac in Genesis 22, future date of Passover. When Joshua crossed into the promised land, mm. very clearly says that was on, on Passover. Um, when Solomon's temple was dedicated, that was done during tabernacles. When Ezra and Nehemiah came back from the Babylonian captivity, that was done uh, on the feast of tabernacles. So there were, always significant events happened during all of these times and what we don't want to do is see the picture that god laid for all of this stuff to happen this foundation that he laid and to paint this picture on all these feast days and go oh well that all point to jesus well we should stop that now no like for example this saturday night we're doing a passover seder it's at the conclusion of okay why don't you hold hold your thought okay this is what they'll be doing Coming up on Saturday, right? Correct. All right, so we want to talk about that when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Bill O'Reilly is ready to go. He's got some words for you. Let's get to him on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, you were saying now. Okay, so we are having a, a Seder this um, Saturday night at Agape. By the way, if you're interested, you got like less than eight hours to sign up. What does Seder mean? It means the order. The order, okay. And so it comes and we follow a book called a Haggadah, which means the telling, and it's the telling of the story of the Exodus. And the Exodus was not only the picture of God delivering his people from Egypt, um, in which a lamb was offered. It's why Yeshua came and died on this day. Uh, It was to paint the picture for how he was going to redeem all mankind from all of the world, right? So it's actually at the conclusion of this week of unleavened bread. And so we always have the seders um, with our families on the first night. That's why we don't do a communal one on that first night. And so what's interesting, though, this week is since Saturday night, we we try to do it then because that's when you're going to get the most people that will make time to come and all that other stuff. Well, it's actually at the conclusion, but it's at the when it's at the end, there is, for a couple hundred years, has been a tradition in some of the Orthodox Jewish circles uh, calling something that they keep called the Meal of Messiah. And what they believe is when Messiah comes, not comes back, but when Messiah comes, that all of those who have been waiting for his coming will have a meal with him. And it's going to be at the conclusion of the Passover. So what did Jesus tell us? I will not drink of this cup until I drink with it anew with you in the kingdom. So even in their traditions, they're so close to understanding mm-hmm. some of the things that, that Jesus laid out. So it it's just one of many things uh, to remember, to realize that we're not, it wasn't something that was done. When he said it is finished, it didn't mean don't do anything else Jewish related, Hebraic related, or I've changed and done away with all of the laws. The sacrifice, the sacrifice, the atonement has been made complete. Yeah, and so uh, that's pretty. I think evident. I think so too. And now, if the if the traditional Jewish circles have this idea that the Messiah is going to come and then have a meal, and if Jesus said, "I'm going to have a meal with you when I return," then maybe we should keep practicing this ceremony and remembering this ceremony in preparation for His return. 
so we can be ready to have that meal with him when he comes back. I think it might be good to know for the simple reason they've they've tried within Christendom, I think, at least, that, for instance, when they're getting together and they're having that meal, and then we get our communion off that last cup and and the bread, and it used to be they 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 preached about how they got together for Passover. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible says they had they were gathering for Passover. Right. It's as clear as day if you just read right. about. Uh, I mean, he you know he tells them to go find the room and all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, they won't even say Passover anymore. Right. And I don't. I just don't get that. You got to go back to Matthew five. Why is everybody so scared to even say it's Passover? <laughs> My gosh, it's pretty. It says it's Passover. Well, it, what it, it's not that they're afraid of the Passover. What they're afraid of is the tradition that's been beat into their head for the last right, nineteen hundred right. years. Is you're no longer under the law, and if you keep Passover, you are putting yourself under the law. And then they'll quote Matthew five, where he says, "Do not think that I came to destroy, but I came to fulfill." Well, they'll go, oh, well, see, so he fulfilled, fulfilled, right? He fulfilled the meaning of Passover. Therefore, we don't need to remember it and go, think about what you just said. Right. If he came and showed you what the true meaning of it is, how much more should we keep it? Mm-hmm. Not replace it with the traditions that we have today, but with keeping the one that said <clears throat> when he was going to come, what it would look like. Well, I tap it. What traditions have you replaced it with? A bunny rabbit and <laughs> eggs? Come well, on. The, the thing I always point to is is a wedding, right? Uh, I looked forward to my wedding for quite some time, uh, although it was a very brief time because we weren't engaged very long. Um, so I looked forward to my wedding, and then my wedding happened, and then I was done with it, and we never spoke of my wedding again. Um, no, right? No, that's just not the way that happened. I got right? pictures of it, man. <laughs> Guess what? Um, you know, we, yeah, we we took video and we shot pictures, and those pictures up are all over our house, so that we are continuously re- reminded of. And, and yet, that's not what we did in Christianity. We 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 came to the place where Messiah paid the price to wed Himself to us, and we went great. Appreciate what you did. Now let's move along and talk about bunnies and eggs and uh, jolly old saint nick <laughs> seriously right. seriously i mean if we did that in a in a, in a marriage we, we would immediately recognize we were wrong and yet when we do it in christianity we go well that that's the way it's supposed to be done right. like, no no we've we've missed the boat pretty well, soon we put a lot of look the ark was built to keep the water out yeah you know we've put the water in yeah. the yard like <laughs> we drilled holes bowl. in the yeah bowl. i'm just like a soup bowl the water goes in here no yeah. no that's not the way <laughs> that keep, works you know think about it a little bit and, and now i want soup and there's so much freedom and you will absolutely enjoy everything that you learn i the only people that i've ever had fight uh argue with this is people who want are defending their denomination yep yep, yep. anybody who is sincerely in pursuit of God, just like they did when we did the Seder at New Life that time, just in tears. Yeah. Why do we not? What, true, true story. Right. Why haven't we been told this? Why has this been kept from us? Well, there's a great spiritual reason why, and and I think it makes sense because I thought about it. Um, is the enemy cannot have the <clears throat> the one new man become the one new man again? Right. He cannot have the Gentiles and the Jews walking together in unity. And I don't mean non-believing Jews. I mean Judaic and Hebraic thought. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and I don't know how this plays out in the spirit realm, but obviously the enemy believes that he, if he can prevent, because remember Jesus said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, 
you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which means you will not see me again until you say that I'm the Messiah. So how do you keep the, his people, the apple of his eye, from declaring him to be the Messiah? You make him look like the most unmessianic figure that could be out there. Right. You make him a Greek, a Greek, a Roman, a pagan, right? One who came and said, hey, don't keep Torah. Don't keep the law. Don't follow any of these things. And then they just go, oh, well, he's definitely not the Messiah. Yeah. And oh, by the way, when he was killed, uh, he was killed on a day that doesn't have anything to do with what God laid out. When he rose, um, he, he rose on a completely different day. When he was born on a completely different day, all of the traditions around him don't have anything to do with Judaism. And they're going to go, oh, okay. So he's not the Messiah then. By the way, I, I was telling uh, Steve and, and Billy, in fact, it might have been just Billy, that I watched The Passion again on Saturday. And. One thing that I had not noticed in watching it, you know, they have Satan in it. Mm. He's in there. And, you know, he's sulking around in the crowd and everything. And uh, he's kind of smirking at times. Until Mm. the very end. See, I, I think people don't realize that Satan is not omnipotent. That's right. Right. All right. He didn't know what was coming down yep. right. until it was too late. And then it was like, it shows him in the pit of hell screaming, yep. you know, oh, oh, that's not supposed to happen. He, I mean, they, they foretell it mm-hmm. in, the, in the movie when it shows Jesus in the garden and the snake slithers out from underneath Satan and, and, it, and it shows Christ step on the on the, the the serpent's head, just like it says in the Bible. You know, you'll bruise your heel; he's going to crush your head. And it 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 just dawned on me, oh man, you know that that Mel Gibson got that part too. I think he got so much right in that movie. Yeah, he did. I mean, the, the whole thing of what happened at the temple. I don't know if it was that cracked the floor and everything, but I do know. It, it's not by a mortal's hand that you could have ever torn Correct. the uh, the curtain between the Holy of Holies and the rest of the temple. Yep. That, that was made of cloth and and all kinds of precious stones. Yep. There's a verse in the, um, um, in the New Testament that says, had the enemies known, had the devil known what was going to happen, he never would have killed him. Right. So obviously he didn't understand. No, he didn't. Right. And so very obvious. And I think it's the the reason why we still see all of the persecution of the Jewish people from that day, because if God was truly done with his people, then why on earth for the last 2000 years have they been persecuted around the world? Mm -hmm. Because the enemy needs to prevent them from seeing him for who he was. Yep. Yep. I I agree. I just thought that that was an amazing. And yeah, I watched the whole scourging thing. And if you can watch that as a Christian, Mm -hmm and it not bring tears to your eyes, you're a better person than I am. Probably check your Christianity. That's all I'm saying. I'm just telling you. Check that oil level. Right. Because it starts resonating inside of you. That was for you. Yep. 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 You know, that's for you. All right. Quarter to eight. Got to get a break in before I start crying. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. P.I. Roofing. Don't forget about them. P.I. Roofing does a great job on your roof. Uh, I think they're the best roofing company here in central Arkansas, bar none. And uh, if you need some work done, you call Joel over PI Roofing. They'll send somebody out. 
They'll go and check out your roof. They'll find anything that's wrong with it. They'll show it to you. They'll take pictures of it. They'll talk to your insurance appraiser about it, and they'll get it done for you. So uh, call the best. Don't deal with somebody second best or worse yet. Don't take somebody from out of state and let them work on your roof that if they screw it up, you know, they go sneaking off in the night and then you can't find them again. It's uh, 501-707-3551. That's the number to call. 501-707-3551 or piroofing.com. All right, so here we are at about 10 minutes uh, till 8 o'clock, and uh, the hour has gone flying past like it always does. And this has happened. I mean, uh, Steve said that he had several people come up to him here recently and say, I, that, that hour you guys got the Bible guys on, I love it. I listen to it as they're coming into work or whatever. I've had more than a few people do that as well. To me, they say that this is the hour they really appreciate uh, the Dave Ellswick show because nobody else talks about this stuff. And I, I tell you, I talk about it because there's a physical, a mental, and a spiritual side to every person. And you've got to deal with all three issues, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, if you're putting your hope in men to, to save the country, you're putting your hope in feet of clay. Yep. Not the place to, play, not the place to put them. Uh, get on the spiritual side. That's where the real war is being fought, just so you know. Yeah, I have to make this connection with the last few years. <clears throat> Everything else was allowed to remain open except the churches. Right? That was the right, one thing that right. the government went after more than the, the liquor joints and the strip clubs and the bars. and all. They left all these other things that were allowed to stay open. But the thing that people needed more than anything else is the thing that was told not to open. And whether you could say that they were operating in a demonic fashion or not, they were unknowingly being the hand of the enemy, mm-hmm. right? And it's part of the reason why we see more and more chaos today is because there there has been so much stress and so much chaos that I find myself just feeling it from time to time because we just don't realize we have been the proverbial frog in the boiling pot for, for a long time. Yep. And so right now you cannot turn a channel so much so that the stuff that used to make the news on a regular basis is not even covered now. Right. Like there are just um, a tremendous amount of attacks happening in Israel right now, not even covered. Before it would be on the news every time a bomb went off or a missile was shot in Israel. Now they're like, well, there's there's kind of a lot of other things happening, so we can't really cover that. That's how much is going on. And then when you start getting into, you know, like right now we're just used to the inflation crisis, right? We're, oh, there's another war. Oh, it's in Ukraine. Oh, well, what are we going to do about fertilizer? What are we going to do about supply chain? Well, now we're just like, well, wow. There's a lot going on. We'll do what we do, what we have to do. That's what people say to me. Right. I'm just doing whatever I got to do to get by. Yeah. People ask me, Dave, how you doing? I go, living the American dream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just, it's, I'm being sarcastic. I'm not, you know, I'm not being happy about this. I'm telling you, right. I'm, because... The American dream has changed over the years that well, I've lived in this country. And on top of, with all of this going on, what's one of the epidemics that we have going on right now? People dying from pills. Yeah, yeah. People overdosing. Yep. And why? Because they're not seeking that spiritual connection. That's why we always talk about and always make connections, because what people don't realize is we all came from Adam. 
when God breathed his breath into Adam, that means all of us have a spiritual connection to our creator, or I should say it was severed. And what people don't realize is every time they go and fill it with entertainment, you know, drugs or alcohol, pornography, whatever it is, they don't realize that they're trying to fill a void and their spirit is crying out to reconnect mm-hmm. with right. God. Right. And, and so with all of the chaos, and I could easily say that, well, God's causing the chaos because God will always make it uncomfortable, right? People will say things like, well, you can't uh, lead a horse to water, but no, you can put salt in his oats and make him go get something to drink. And so God is stirring the nations because he's trying to get it, people's attention. And, and what people need to quit doing is stop looking for the government and stop looking for any kind of other fix to fix that spiritual emptiness. And whether you realize it or not, that's the emptiness. You need to pause for a minute, shut everything else off, shut your mouth and shut your mind and just listen. And you will find that God's crying out to you and trying to get your attention right now. But we yeah. fill it with everything else that we don't know. That he's no, that's the why one there's talking. so much noise in the world. Yep. And yep. I'm not talking about cars and things of that nature. I'm talking about, you know, you're worrying about the next election. No, I pay attention and yeah, everybody knows that I talk about what's going on. I think that we have a legitimate concerns in those areas and we should be dealing with them. But it's, I'm just saying over the last 15 years of my life, I began to realize it's not so much about politics mm-hmm. as it is about the spiritual battle that's going on in areas that we can't even see right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, we need to take take uh, take stock of that. And the, and the real battle is in the church. Yeah. The church is allowing the world into it every freaking day now. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, so much. And I've been listening to so many different people. And we don't realize um, how many people have just left. You know, what I was thinking about this yesterday. The same question that was asked of Adam and Eve, did God, God say? Really say yeah. Did he say that? It's the same thing that's happened today. Now there is just a forest fire of preachers that are saying, well, you can't really trust the word of God. It's 2,000, 4,000 year old letters right? yeah. and they're tearing it apart. Right? The same tool that he used 6,000 years ago is the same did, tool he uses today. That's right. Did God say you can't the other him. one that is used all the time and it goes back to the crucifixion. It goes back to Pilate. Right. What, what is, is truth? truth? Yep. What is truth? That was asked over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And nobody answers it. I'll tell you what truth is. The Bible's truth. That's right. Yep. However, if you, could, if you can challenge in people's minds that the Bible's not truth, then there is no truth. Right. Yeah. Right. That's important for people to understand. That's right. Yeah. Really important. Yep. And it's becoming more and more important today. It's become to a point that there is no truth. That's why a boy can be a man, That's you know, or a boy can, boy be, can a be a girl, girl. and mm-hmm. a girl can be a boy. And you can be a, I'm asexual. I'm not any sex and, and all the rest of us. It's why emojis came out yesterday from uh, Apple that has a pregnant man. Yeah. A pregnant man. Yeah. That's, that's there. Uh you know, if you don't think that that's not important, you don't understand what culture plays yeah. in your own kids' heads. Yeah. Something to pay attention to. Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, I have to battle even with my own children. Sometimes one of my kids will come home and they'll say something. And I'll be like, well, you know, that doesn't line up with what we believe, right? It, because they're just constantly bombarded, bombarded with fed these yeah. things. And it's like, and they just, 
they get into a habit of, you know, school is supposed to be a place where you can trust those in their in authority. And that's unfortunately just no longer the truth and probably hasn't been for 50 or 60 years in this country. So let me tell you, story came out yesterday about a French teacher at a school got up and did a uh, dance like, uh, you know, a, a woman dressed up like a woman and danced in front of uh, the school uh, assembly. And all these people are clapping and everything. Oh, so good. And I'm thinking to myself, is that why you send your kid to school? Mm -hmm. Is that why you send them to school? And the school now is trying to figure out how to put out the fire that this person did. Because let me tell you what, if that's okay, then if there's a teacher there that used to, you know, dance on the pole why can't she dance on the pole for everybody right yeah or there's some guy that uh, is into some kind of perversion why can't he do his yeah it's we're we're in that's what i'm talking about that is a spiritual battle that's going on in this country you better look up because this place is on fire yeah. yeah, the world, not just America, the world, world is on, is on fire. fire right now, and they, and they're fiddling just like Nero did while Rome burned, and they're, they're bring they're going to blame the Christians for it all. Yep, that's the way it always happens. It seems like, or the Jews. Yep, we'll get specific with the Jews too. Guys, thanks yes, for sir. being in. Yep, maybe we should just sit and do a whole show about that kind of stuff. Just talk about it, and the church is unbelievably quiet yeah yeah see look i understand you don't want to look out at your congregation and say to them if you're a public school teacher why are you doing this right why but there comes a time in your life you have to look at what you're being asked to do and are you going to do it or not yep right there's a decision you have to make all right we're out of time i'll get off my pedestal (laughs) not a pedestal just a peach crate all right (laughs) I'll see everybody tomorrow, 6 a.m. Thanks to the guys from the Bible Guys. You ever got a question for them? Bible Guys at SalemLR.com.